BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And today we're going to talk about mm, teamwork at SB Pace, maybe a couple of other things, like why do people shit themselves over holidays? Hopefully all of you are drinking a green beer right now while you're listening to this. Um, And we're also going to dive into a little bit about the misconceptions of SEO. We'll talk a little bit about that. So we got got some good topics to cover. But before we do that, we're going to take care of just a little bit of business. So I don't know if you all know or not. But uh, SB Pace, hmm, actually BizQuick, we launched a Patreon account and we did that so that you could support us in more ways than just the reviews. We love reviews, but we would love your support. Just It's just a tip jar. So if you think we're doing well, leave us a tip. You can find the link to t- Patreon on our website on the BizQuick page or in the show notes and we would love your support and we appreciate it and remember support helps build better things all right good job julie hey thanks yes so we are going to dive into it and yeah the let's start talking about um the b holidays let's call them they're not a holidays they're not a look at a holidays thanksgiving christmas yeah where do you think new year's falls is that a or b I knew, well, I think New Year's Eve and New Year's Day are two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think New Year's Eve is a B holiday. New Year's A is an, New Year's Day is an A holiday. New Year's Eve is definitely for amateurs. It is. And Halloween, St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, all of those holidays, those B holidays, in my opinion, mm-hmm. They're fun. There's nothing wrong with them, but mm-hmm. you shouldn't. Uh, we're adults now. Now, if you're if you're listening to the show and you're still in college, have fun. Go yeah, get go it. go get wasted and wake up in the middle of the street somewhere. Um, yeah, and that's fine. But as an adult, like yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day. But do you do you need a reason to go out drinking with your friends? Nope. Mm-mm. That can be any day of the week. Literally any an day of the week. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, uh, it's, it's fun. And, uh, y- you know, you'll see from us, I mean, we do posts that are related to that B holiday, but we don't, we don't put everything on that holiday. We're, and we're not, no. yeah, we're not, we're all, all showing in. up for work tomorrow morning. Exactly. <laughs> well, most of us are. <laughs> yes. No, we're all showing up for work tomorrow morning. So question for you. Um, is Valentine's Day even a bee holiday? Isn't that just like a Hallmark holiday? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. I mean, it if if we're going to start giving tiers, if there's more than two tiers, there's then yeah. There's definitely more than two. Yeah, I would say then yes, I would put Valentine's Day like as a as a C maybe because it's it it's got an import an importance to people and 
you occasionally have to make a big deal out of it. But again, you're not taking a day off because of Valentine's Day. You're definitely not taking the day after off because of Valentine's Day. Cutting out early from work on St. Patrick's Day and maybe calling in sick the next day. That that might happen. That makes you a B holiday. I would argue that the Super Bowl is a bigger holiday than St. Patty's Day or any of the or Valentine's Day or any of the B holidays. Yeah, I would say that more people probably celebrate the Super Bowl than they do Valentine's Day. Yeah, I agree. Valentine's Day is a very high pressure day. Yeah, and it's yeah again. You just really should be able to tell the people you love that you love them every day of the year. If you got to wait till February fourteenth, you might want to reevaluate your relationship. Good point. Yeah, I got All a right. lot of them for today's show. Oh wow, looking <laughs> forward to it. Let's talk about teamwork. Corey. Let's do it. Yeah, am I a good team member? Yes, you are. Oh wow, thanks. I was not expecting that answer. You're not uh, a good interviewer right now. You got to lead me. You can't just give me a yes no question. Oh, like explain why. What I'm, makes me a good there team? You what go. makes me a good teammate, Corey? Um, well, you, you know, you're uh, you're always thinking of the team. It's it's rarely just Julie in mind. It's the SB Pace, the BizQuick team, uh, the Certivium team as well. It's the uh, always willing to help, always willing to um, do your fair share of the work. Mm-hmm. Where you're not a good team member is you don't ask for help. You overload not. your plate way too much. And then I feel like you almost get offended when I'm like, hey, what can I take off your plate? No, it's not that I get offended. It's, uh, you know, do you remember that, fa- I think it's a fable, right, where the the lady, the girl has the long hair and... Um, Rapunzel? No, she has long hair and her husband has, I don't know what he has, but like maybe he has... I'm going to say, I don't know. But Elephantitis? She, <laughs> she cuts her hair off to buy him a present. And at the same time, he like, I think like he, like whatever it is that he has, like he sells to buy her a comb for her long hair, right? That happens to us a lot in that I'm always like thinking, well, if I just take this myself, then I don't have to bug him with it because I know he's really overloaded with stuff. He's got to focus on the restaurant. And so I take the extra burden and then you are always like, I can help with stuff and, but you know, you're trying to take stuff from me. So we're both like trying to save each other work all the time when like we probably just need to talk about it. Sure. And it's again, those things where, uh, the, uh, I'll bring up the, the blog, for example, like I can, mm-hmm. I can knock out a blog pretty quickly. And we had that conversation one day where you're like, can you just take a look? I spent four hours on this. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, you spent four hours on this thing. Like just stop. I'm, and I'm, it wasn't even good. Corey. I'm like, I'm just writing blogs from now on. And that's just, that's how that turned out. But yeah. again, and, and that's something, something simple for me where yeah. I'm, I, I'm better at or quicker, let's say at writing blogs. Yeah. Um, so that's something that should just be on my plate. Well, part of me is just trying to get used to like figuring out like how much things are truly going to change once, you know, the restaurant opens. And I know it's going to be a lot. And so I've been kind of like trying to scale back on things recently so that it doesn't seem as dramatic when it happens. Right. Because it's going to happen. And I don't want I don't want SP Pace or BizQuick to fail as a result of it. They won't. But I need to really understand, like, where can we streamline and all those kinds of things. So that's that's part of it. And it's also just, I, I know that you have a lot of pressure going on right now with the restaurant and stress. And so I don't want to add to it, but I feel like I think 
Sometimes when I'm trying to not add to your stress. You're adding to my stress. I actually add to your yes. stress. <laughs> yes, that definitely happens. Yeah, I'm sorry right. about that. Uh-uh. That's okay. Anyway, we're going to have to take a quick break because we got Anthony coming on. But before we go, I want to tell you about Certivium. This is our other business that we have, and it's created specifically for entrepreneurs who need to get a hand on customer service, customer engagement, and social media management. We've got affordable options for every small business owner out there who's looking to grow and maintain their customers. If you want to learn more about Certivium, head on over to the website, certivium.com. And if you need help spelling that, check out our show notes. All of the links and everything you need to know will be out there. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Anthony. Just so you know, we never told him Anthony was coming on the show. I'm well aware of that. (laughs) Anthony Papalardo from 550 is coming up next. All right, and welcome back to the show, everybody. We've got Anthony Papalardo on. He is the SEO manager for 550, and if uh, SEO manager didn't give it away, 550 specializes in uh, SEO optimization and management, and um, 550's... uh, Helps with search engine optimization, services for local national clients, and just everything that you need to improve how you rank on Google searches, basically. How are you doing today, Anthony? Good, Corey. Thanks for having me back. You were excited to have you back. We had you and uh, Ryan joined us last time to talk at a fairly high level about SEO, and now we're going to dig a little bit deeper and talk more technical stuff. So this will be fun for, this will be fun for Julie. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to uh, the Anthony and Corey show, and you know, maybe Julie will uh, jump into that. So, um, I guess first, just as a quick recap, if you wouldn't mind giving our guests uh, just a a better uh, idea of what Five Fifty does and and how you help your clients. Yeah, so we uh, operate in twofold. We do the search engine optimization SEO, where we help our clients rank high on Google and get organic traffic to their website. Um, and the other aspect of Five Fifty is we also help. Um, with the paid media side. So anytime you see like a banner ad or um, ads on Hulu and stuff like that, that's us usually. Um, so it's kind of fun. We have a holistic approach to marketing and I'm in charge of that search engine uh, side of things. So how does that, I mean, really work? Because I, I, I feel like everybody's got an idea, right or wrong, about how search engine optimization works and how Google works in general. But when you're really talking about optimizing a website, a company, et cetera, for Google, how, like how, I mean, what makes you the expert versus the thousands of options online that say, improve your SEO for free today, use this tool. Yeah. So it all comes down to um, understanding Google's algorithms. I think at this point, Google has over 200 ranking factors. um, And then it's building on experience as well to understand how to actually optimize towards those Um, And what we do at 550 is we take a holistic approach um, where we're planning for the long term. Um, We are taking a look at your content. We're taking a look at your technical side of things to make sure you have a strong foundation. We're making sure that you have the correct backlinks to boost your credibility. Um, And we're, you know, looking at it from a long term perspective um, as opposed to just quick wins that might end in a penalty. Right. It's all about the uh, white hat or ethical side of SEO that's following Google's best practices. And how many people, uh, how many people come to you that have like, have to get like, they, they've broken the rules. They're in the penalty box, so to speak. Like, like how many clients come to you because they haven't, like they, they did something unethical. 
Yeah. So luckily I haven't had any clients that have a Google penalty because that can take six months to a year to really recover from. We've had clients with uh, websites that might need to be fixed up a little bit and have a stronger foundation, but nothing that's penalized because I, I have been trained and I understand how to deal with penalties and stuff like that. Um, but it's a long process and we're actively trying to avoid those with our clients. So I'm, I'm now I'm trying to think like what, what, what's probably a common penalty? What's, what's something that people. Uh, one of the biggest common penalties is having a uh, deceptive backlink profile. Um, so that means that like spammy sites are linking back to you or you hired another quick get rich quick SEO agency um, that promises results in like a month. And what they did was they found a bunch of spammy sites and directories to link back to you guys. Um, and what we have to do basically is go into them, try and get the links removed, or we have to um, we have to disavow them, um, basically telling Google, hey, these aren't our clients actively trying to do this. This is someone trying to target our website. Um, and then some other stuff, we might experience some like duplicate content. Um, basically it's just content being repeated um, and being deceptive. Um, there's a lot of different penalties out there. Um, that you got to avoid. And you can review that by just looking at Google's uh, guidelines. Can we just take it back one step and actually explain to our listeners, what is a backlink and why do you need them and how do you get them? Yeah, no problem. Um, so part of Google's algorithm from the start um, back in the 1990s um, was a theory that if you have a bunch of sites linking back to your site, you're probably a credible source of information and they can trust you. Um, so basically part of SEO a lot of the time is getting other sites, whether that be on directory profiles, whether that be local news organizations, um, sometimes that is getting reputable and industry specific uh, blogs to create maybe a similar post where they link back to you. Um, they're creating that link back to your site. It's not necessarily a tactic where you're actively trying to get a lot of traffic to the site. It's all about building that. Um, you'll hear a lot of time, maybe link juice um, or uh, credibility, author domain authority is a metric. Um, it's There's no clear metric, but what it's trying to do is say that, hey, I'm a reputable source and other people trust me. And so so those those reputable sources, like let's say a news, like your, your local news website, whatever it is, and so Google think knows or assumes that they're reputable. So that ranks you higher if you're linked to their site versus some random business out there. Right. Correct. Yeah. So definitely the ones with a lot of authority are going to pass more of that authority onto your website versus Joe Schmo's blog um, that ranks the best 10 pizza places across the country. And you get a link back to there. It's not really going to be beneficial. Um, definitely quality over quantity. Do paid ads count as backlinks? So if there's like a local online magazine and you place an, you put an ad in that online magazine for your company and it and it links back to your website, does that count? Uh, it depends on how the link is coded in. So a lot of the times those types of links are uh, tagged as sponsored or no follow. Basically it's saying, hey, Google, this is not actually a natural link or it's not a link um, that you should care about versus if you have a link in a directory or a um, uh, directly on a, like an article or something that might have what we call do follow, 
um, where it says, hey, pass on this information. Man, Google really struck the jackpot. Like everybody like bows to Google. Yeah, I think at this point, Google has like over 95% of the market share. I think DuckDuckGo might be intruding a little bit on that with people caring a little bit more about their privacy. Um, but basically, if you're optimizing for Google, everyone else wants to be Google. So you're optimizing for all the other search engines too. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, especially for me, I'm a DuckDuckGo user. So that's uh, for me, I, I, I go out of my way when people like what I say, why don't you perform an internet search instead of Google it? I refuse to use Google as a verb. Uh, that's how anti Google I am, but I understand it's an evil that we have to live with. Um, how like, are there, so we were talking about like these spammy sites that have these backlinks out there are like, that just got like an unethical business idea in my head. Are there people out there who create these sites just to basically hold you hold SEO hostage? Uh, 100%. That's uh, negative SEO. Sometimes we, if we see a sudden drop in keyword rankings and stuff, we're going to perform a backlink audit and see if anyone's targeting our site with these negative practices. Um, usually Google's pretty smart and figures out that these sites are bad and shouldn't penalize people if they keep doing that. Um, but sometimes you got to include that disavow telling Google, hey, don't trust these guys. They shouldn't affect my website. I'm still trustworthy. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, so what do they get? What does that, that website get out of it? I mean, are they just like literally trying to hold you hostage and get you to pay them money to remove your link? That or someone is hiring them as their SEO agency. And basically one of your competitors is saying, hey, I don't want these guys to rank as high. Can you help me outrank them? Oh, man. And that might be one of the ways to do it. That's so dirty. That is dirty. That's really dirty. Wow. So, so as the, the good guys in this battle, um, aside from having to go to Google and, and all of that, do you have any, any tools in your arsenal to help uh, boost people's SEO ethically? Yeah. So like I said, we're constantly making sure that the technical foundation is strong. Um, we're making sure that a bunch of technical factors, such as uh, your load speed, your site security, um, Google's new user experiences, Core Web Vitals, um, images are optimized, all that fun stuff. Um, we have through a bunch of tools like um, Screaming Frog, Google Search Council, SEM Rush, um, and a bunch of other crawl tools, basically making sure that foundation's good. Um, we're also keeping an eye out on those links that we were talking about um, through similar SEO tools, um, performing audits that kind of categorize and score links um, so we can look out for that toxicity. Um, and then we're also optimizing that content. Um, and that's really what's going to drive the needle usually is making sure that every product, every service, um, everything you know is in a blog format, on a page somewhere, um, so that Google can find that information and say, hey, um, let's send our users to this site because they have the solution to what my users are looking for. I have a question that it's kind of my reason for asking it is basically because we just went through this at, at uh, one of our other company, Certivium. But if you, so let's say that somebody is a small business owner and they're not really generating enough revenue yet to hire you, to hire an SEO team to help them out, but they can afford to purchase a tool. What is the tool that you would advise them to use that's going to get them the biggest bang for their buck, but is also the easiest to learn to use until they can afford to work with an agency? 
Yeah, first I would say there's a bunch of free tools out there that you can use. Um, Google Search Console is the tool that I am using from the start because it actually shows you um, how Google's indexing your site, what Google's identifying as broken pages and other crawl issues. Um, so you can find all those issues for free. Um, it's just not, it's more of a reactive uh, tool than a proactive tool. Um, and then if you're interested in you know, paying for a tool to do the research, to, cr to perform these crawls where you're identifying those problems, um, SEMrush is probably the tool I would recommend. That's a tool we use a, and a, a bunch of other tools too, but that's a uh, foundation. They have a lot of good resources out there on how to use that tool to do your SEO too. So it's kind of cool that way, all those academy resources. Because, yeah, we were, we were researching some tools just trying to figure out, I'm going to say, just a, an easier way to, to, to write SEO content, to analyze the SEO content. And we tried a bunch of them, and none of them were very good at all. They weren't intuitive. They weren't it's intuitive. Like, what the hell are we doing? And, like, I, I wrote some content, and it ranked it as a zero and said I had no keywords in there, and it gave me the keywords that I should use. And I put them in there and it said, yeah, you still have zero keywords in here. And I was like, I don't, well then I'm not using this tool anymore. <laughs> like, <clears throat> so in terms of writing content, uh, cause I know there's like a bunch of AI tools out there to write content. Do you suggest people use any of that or do you suggest that they type it away themselves? Um, I would just say type away yourselves, but then understand which phrases you want to target on Google. So say you want to target a uh, small business consultant, right? Um, you know that that's the keyword group you want to incorporate. So you want to incorporate that phrase throughout the content um, and those keywords um, where you can. Um, there's, there's no, because Google is so complicated, there's no correct answer on how many times you should use phrases. We can only guesstimate. Um, and Google honestly says that their best practices is to just do it um, and incorporate those phrases, but not telling us how much or how often to incorporate it. Does SEO only matter on content that Google is crawling? Is that the only place that SEO matters? Um, typically, yeah. I mean, you're trying to get people from Google and other search engines. Um, but a lot of the time I found that our clients can use those resources as sales tools, um, giving their sales team or, you know, a lot of time it's their and the, the CEO is the sales team, right? Um, they can use um, those types of um, pages and stuff to explain additional resources that maybe they are not able to cover in a meeting. Um, hey, you got, you know, we also have some blog topics if you're wanting to clarify some different stuff. Um, it can be used as landing pages for your media campaigns um, and improve those scores. So there's a lot of good benefit um, to creating SEO pages beyond just the SEO itself. And uh, I mean, for us, we used you and it was a good way for us to really define what our services really were and help us kind of flesh out parts of our business that we never really talked about. And I, I, I don't know, I think it also just when you're visiting a website, it helps it helps give that website credibility because we've been to those websites that have little to no copy on them or the, the websites that have thousands of words on every page. And the, the one thing that I always liked when you gave us the, the briefs to write uh, to create new pages was this needs to be between 700 and 1,000 words and you need to use these terms and it was very simple for me once I got past the first one and figured out a system 
to create that content. It was very helpful, and I almost kind of enjoyed it. It was like a word search, especially mm-hmm. when when we had something like, and we were on the one of our pages, uh, the brief, the word that you included was like diversity or globalization or something, like some word we would never use. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to figure out how to get these words into, into the copy. <laughs> Not almost enjoyed it. You did enjoy yeah. it. You thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I am curious. So because so YouTube plays into SEO, correct? Just simply because YouTube is owned by Google and they're, it's, it's, a, it's essentially a search engine. So does, does your SEO on YouTube matter? Um, sometimes it can help if you're linking back your profile to your website. Um, YouTube, a lot of times, is a different beast. There's a lot of different optimizations um, that you're doing to your YouTube videos and your profiles compared to your website. Um, if you're looking to improve your branding and stuff like that, YouTube can definitely help there. Um, and including videos sometimes on your blog and then also including that video um, on your YouTube can be beneficial. Um, cause Google likes to see that you have, uh, videos and images and all those other resources on your pages. Sometimes, um, as long as it doesn't impact your uh, site load speed too much. Um, so the answer is it depends <laughs> and you're going to hate me because that's the answer nine times out of 10 for SEO is it depends. <laughs> yes. And if I, if I were to put videos on my website, would you suggest that I only use YouTube does it does you, does Google uh, mark you down if you use something like Vimeo or one of those other services? I haven't seen any um, data to indicate that you know if you use a different provider that's going to hurt you. Um, but like you said, YouTube's owned by Google. So Google might put a little bit more emphasis on YouTube, but I uh, it's only speculation. I can't uh, confirm or deny. <laughs> It sounds like they keep as much of it a mystery as they possibly can. Yeah, that, that, that you answer, have no idea. That also answer, answer sounded like you worked for Google. I can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so uh. we, we have a couple of minutes left, and I want to um, basically turn the tables a little bit and ask you, like, what what important things or what things do you want our listeners to know about SEO? It's a it's a, it's a very big beast for most small business owners. People tend to think of it as a short-term one-time spend 30 days on it and you're done not realizing it's truly a long-term play. So what kind of, what do you want to tell people about SEO that's going to, you know, make you look really smart and help our, help our listeners become better business owners? Yeah. So first I'll talk to that value proposition you were talking about. Um, so I think at this point, like over 51% of all online traffic comes to organic search or search engines, right? Um, so that's unpaid media. You, a lot of people invest a lot in social media and other paid avenues, but SEO is one of those big ones um, that's driving people to your website if you do it right. Um, also, the big benefit of SEO um, is after you invest all that time in it, Um, Unlike other forms of media where you basically flip a switch and then your ad stops showing, SEO is going to keep going there. As long as your website's live, you're still going to have those results, even if you're pausing your SEO efforts um, for the long term. Um, And then, like I said, um, the biggest thing you're going to be able to do is input uh, all your products and sub products and some services and everything that you have as its own page um, to drive that traffic and show Google that you offer this type of product or service. Um, In terms of your technical side of things that, you know, you don't want your website to break because then the content's not going to really matter. 
the big things I would recommend um, focusing on from a technical side of things is making sure your website um, loads great on mobile because Google is um, cares more about your mobile site because everyone looks on their phone more than they do their laptop nowadays. Um, so make sure it's mobile friendly, make sure your website loads faster than two and a half seconds, make sure you have um, good security, um, what's called an SSL certificate. Uh, most domain providers provide it at this point um, as a you know quick charge, um, but it's, it's important and Google really cares about that site security. Um, and then make sure all your images um, aren't <laughs> fatties um, and taking up so much of your load speed, uh, make sure they're optimized for web and stuff like that. Um, and then make sure you also don't um, have any broken uh, pages that you're redirecting all broken pages to a relevant live page. That way, if, even if someone lands on that uh, page from Google or something else that they're being redirected and then you can still be a converting customer. Anthony, when you say make sure all your pictures aren't fatties, were you talking about joints? Like, what are you talking about here? I know you're in Denver. What are you talking Sorry. about? <laughs> I, I'm talking about file size. Uh, oh, make sure okay. You, <laughs> make sure you're, uh, I probably didn't look too good, uh, that <laughs> phrase, so excuse me. Um, <laughs> so basically make sure that they're not massive file sizes, you know, 500 megabytes. Make sure that, you know, you're getting rid of all that extra data that comes into uh, images and you're just showing what needs to be uh, shown. Perfect. So our listeners, you can put pictures of joints on your website. Just make sure the file size is appropriate. But if you're <laughs> trying to sell anything, don't mention the fact that you, you're don't even use the word marijuana because Stripe will probably shut you down. We learned that the hard way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we don't even sell it. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we got to wrap up the show here. So we appreciate it. Uh, Anthony, and if you want to connect with Anthony, you can go to 550.com. That's all spelled out. And you can connect with him on LinkedIn. He's Anthony Papalardo, III, Anthony Papalardo Third. Again, all those links will be in the show notes. So thanks again, Anthony, and thank you to our listeners. And find everything you need in the show notes. Very good. Um, if you want to work with us, you can do that. First off, we've got a ton of free content that's out on our website. And free courses, free blogs, our podcasts where we provide loads of information as Anthony just did on SEO. And we have our radio show, but we also have the ability to accept money, as Corey just mentioned. So if you're ready to work with a coach or you need some help in some other area consulting, want to join a mastermind, then connect with us because we can do that. And you can find all that information, including all of our social um, info on sppace.com. And we have another company. It is called Certivium. And we do social media management and customer service engagement with that business. And it is, it's, it's a good, good business. So check that out as well at certivium.com. Don't forget to download and rate this show, subscribe, and give us a review. Reach out to us about any topics, and if you want to be a guest, reach out to us about that as well. And we also have the radio show, as Julie mentioned. It's called Defeat the Chaos. It's on the Voice America Business Channel every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, I'm going to be more succinct on this part. I got... Do I got it. trapped in my Go. sentence structure. <laughs> we wrote a book. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It is an Amazon bestseller. It has a digital download workbook. 
And if you already purchased it, damn it, go back to Amazon and rate and review it because Corey and I love to be judged. And I do mean love. That is it for today's show. I'm Corey. I'm Julie. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.